Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome again to another episode of the Middle-Aged Outlaws Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Put your teeth back in. Of the Middle-Aged Outlaws Podcast. This is episode 35, Adam. Wow. And uh, today we will tr- jump in in the transporter and going all the way back to 2018, pre-COVID, when we were all such innocent Children of the summer, <laughs> um, yeah, and we'll be looking at Triple H's development brand of WWE NXT, uh, visiting roundabout WrestleMania 34 in New Orleans time, NXT Takeover New Orleans. Anyway, Adam, how's it going? It's going well, thanks. How are you? I'm fantastic. Excellent. I'm looking forward to discussing this. I think I'm getting the impression you enjoyed yourself watching it, so I'm, I'm quite looking forward to talking about it. Yeah, this is going to be good. Awesome. Well, we'll just go. We'll get right into it. Let's go for it. April 2018 seems like could be just as far back as like whenever Royal Rumble 1992 was. <laughs> <laughs> A lot has happened between then and now in the world generally, hasn't it? Oh yeah, it's uh, not a lot of it all that good. It's been crazy, but um, this is, it's weird because I think like you're getting at, this seems at the same time like it's a very long time ago and also not. It's it's really weird. Yeah, t- time has time has changed quite significantly um, over the last few years. It's very weird. Yeah. Um, but 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 before we get into the wrestling, let's do our usual. Um, will I will I go with the the chart hits first because you seemed prepped. You said you were going. <laughs> well, when I say prepped, like I think I was basically threatening to look it up, and then I didn't look it up because I thought that just spoils everyone's fun. Um, <laughs> but then I, I made a firm decision over who I was going to guess. Well, I'll tell you that your guess was wrong. You told Damn me earlier it. that anything from 2015 onwards <laughs> would be Ed Sheeran, so your guess was wrong. Damn it. So, US number one is a rapper. UK number one is a R&B singer and someone else. I'm not aware of who they are. Right. I thought this might happen for 2018. At least for the <laughs> 90s, we've got a good chance. Yeah, it's like we were there. And then, weirdly, it's like we weren't there in 2018. We're not but... here now, no. Yeah, yeah. You get okay. to select exactly what you listen to these days, and we certainly not listen to whatever's out in 2018, unfortunately. No. Even with you saying a rapper, I'm like, nah, I, I don't even know. It's not enough of a clue. Okay. And in America, it is uh, Drake. Okay. Be aware of the song is God's Plan. Okay. Don't know that one. And in the UK, do you want to hazard to be? 
Is this the, the, the R&B with someone else thing? Uh-huh. I, I mm. could give you... Mm, nah. <laughs> nah. Okay. The UK number one was Freaky Friday. That's the song by Lil Dicky and Chris Brown. Okay. So I, I, I know who Chris Brown is. I'm not familiar with Lil Dicky. No? No. <laughs> Fun to say, though. <laughs> yeah, it is. I wonder so, if that's why he chose it. Yeah. Lil Dicky... <laughs> uh, how are you more familiar? Wait, I need to look this up. Are you more familiar with Lil Dicky or Kane Hill? Right. Well, I have to say, when Kane Hill appeared, that I was thinking, "Who's Kane Hill?" Okay. Um, but I'm also thinking, "Who's Lil Dicky?" So it's kind of they're the, the same. Fair. Yeah. I'll tell you some other stuff that was going on around about this time. As I've said, it was WrestleMania 34. Um, and I jokingly said it would have been Brock versus Roman. It was, in fact, Brock versus Roman <laughs> in the main event. I think the other sort of big one was this was when Ronda Rousey made her WrestleMania <sighs> debut. Triple H and and Stephanie versus Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey. Okay. Um, I don't think I know any others. Maybe I want to say Miz, Finn Balor, and Seth Rollins kicked off the show, but I'm plucking that out of thin air. Okay. Uh, it sounds totally plausible. Um, so, yeah, it was WrestleMania 34 weekend. Around about this time, Marvel's Avengers Infinity War was released, which um, yeah. Mauro Ronaldo really, really awkwardly <laughs> uh, shoehorned into his commentaries at one point. <laughs> um, on, a, on a less fun note, the Golden State Killer was finally identified, <laughs> arrested and charged after 40 years. Oh, I had a good run. Sorry? He had a good run. I heard you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't mean it to sound like a positive, but you know, and, and also, positive thing. and also, at least they 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 caught him. They got him. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Um, <laughs> sadly, we had some quite a lot of. Well, I, I mean, I suppose when it's it's relevant to your age, I suppose I was going to say cause quite a lot of well-known people died, but then that's. Relevant to yeah, uh, Bruno Sammartino, mm-hmm. the Italian man that we can never remember his name, uh, passed away. Vern Troyer, two very different men. Yeah, uh, Ray Wilkins, former Chelsea player. Okay. Barbara Bush. Yeah. Do you know who that is? Is that uh, George? S- no, it's not Sophia Bush's mum. Don't be. <laughs> I mean, I would have sent a card or something, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, Avicii passed away. Um, yeah, okay. quite sad, sad, sad list. Um, and in NFL news, Adam um, Baker Mayfield was selected as the number one pick in the NFL draft by the Cleveland Browns. Ah, wonder how that panned out for them. Yeah, I mean, he's, yeah, some mistakes have been made. I think, but <laughs> never mind. You think? And. Um, <laughs> Some history was made. The first ever one-handed person to be drafted in the NFL was drafted this year. Ah, okay. Shaquem Sh- 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 Griffin. Yeah. Uh, drafted by Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, nice. There's a lot going on. I, it, it's, it's weird, even when you talk through that, a lot of the things you're talking about, like when you're talking the deaths, I was saying, those two people did not die in the same year. Uh, mm. Just it's, it's, it's weird. Um, I've got one last interesting piece of trivia for you from April 2018 which I think you're going to like 
Um, it was at this time that Sweden's official Twitter account confirmed that Swedish Swedish meatballs actually originated in Turkey. Ah, okay. That's... It's good to kind of fess up. That's a bit of a baby face move. It is, but I just feel a bit bad for, for the Turkish. That's, you know, I feel like they could have had that claim for so long. You wouldn't eat turkey. Turkey meatballs sounds a bit... Yeah, but I mean, you would be assuming it was actual turkey meat that was in them. Hmm. That's a fair yeah. point. What is in Swedish meatballs? Meat, I guess. Uh, yeah, anyway. I, don't, I, don't, I don't really know what kind of meat, but yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we should move on. Yes, <laughs> here we are. It, possibly what is rumoured to be, or many people think, is NXT's greatest ever takeover. Um, I'm a bit of a fan of an NXT takeover myself. Maybe not so much anymore, but certainly around about this time. Um, and maybe the the sort of cohort before them. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's, 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 Sorry, it's interesting to watch, given what Triple H is currently up to now, uh, and you can see some of the things that are in motion since he's taken over. Um, quite similar to... He, he's obviously got a, a, a an approach, a build, a sort of ethos of how he does things, and you can see it here, I think, in some of these things. Yeah, I think um, before, before I watched this, I messaged you saying that there were two things I could put in my notes before watching the show because they were just very predictable things. And one of them was just how cr- into everything going on the crowd are because mm-hmm. I remember from watching some NXT shows that it, it was just like that. That's yep. just how it was. Um, almost the... Uh, it's 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 not right to lump them in, but almost that sort of ECW feel yeah. for a crowd where they're they're really involved in everything that's going on in front of yeah. them. And uh, the other one was that I would be really irritated by the difference in presentation of some of the performers here compared to when they were called up to the main roster. Yeah. Um, so I think I've I've been able to tick those both off pretty comfortably uh, b- before actually watching it. I think I think it's inevitable. You look back, and I think we've talked about this multiple times now. Um, but I, th- I think I wasn't really thinking about that when I was watching this. I was kind of just watching it in the moment mm-hmm. um, and appreciating it for what it was, which is probably quite unlike me. I tend to more be thinking about what you what you're talking about there about oh, how could they mess up him? How could, what were they doing? Do yeah. that sort of thing. Um, but I'm sure we'll I'm sure we'll speak through that as we go through these matches. It was probably more of a a fear I had that I would experience that. But I mean, w- when we get into talking about the matches, you, you get too dragged into certainly quite a few of them uh, to to think too much about that. It's always a, a good opportunity for some fantasy booking down the line, Adam. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So we're in the, the Smoothie King Centre, which has to be one of the better named... Yeah, that's pretty good actually. Uh, yeah, arenas thirteen over thirteen thousand fans. I think they've got here. Um, I was thinking, I was expecting the full sale small thing. Mm-hmm. I was forgetting that they would be wherever WrestleMania was. It was cool. It was cool to see them in such a big sort of place. Yeah, uh, such a big crowd like that. It was really cool. Um, and I like the way. Although I, I am also the same as you. I didn't know who Kane Hill were. Um, NXT seemed to do this thing where they would have like the, the theme and they would have the band that were doing the theme 
play live on the takeovers. Yep. Um, I thought it was quite a fun way to start the, the pay-per-view instead of having this sort of cold opening. We got mm-hmm. this uh, interspersed with the package, the video package, um, showing us basically how the the matches that are on the show came about, which I, I really liked, actually. Really liked. Yeah. I've, I've seen it done badly on the main roster before, where I, I can't remember who it was. Was it got like Kid Rock or somebody oh that performed like three or four songs throughout the duration of the show? And that doesn't work. But having this as like, you know, part of the intro, effectively, I thought that did work. Yeah, agreed. I also think when it comes to the main roster, like, especially WrestleMania, you've got these gigantic stadiums and you, you lose atmosphere. Yeah. It's just not no the same. It just it's, it's certainly, it's maybe different if you're there in the stadium, but coming across on the TV, I think you just completely lose all sort of atmosphere. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've, I've heard, I think it was, was it, uh, Steve Austin saying on one of his podcasts that when he was doing it and it was a Wrestlemania that was a open air stadium and he just thought the crowd weren't at all into the match because even as close as they were to it, everything was just going up. They they, they couldn't hear it. They couldn't hear the crowd being into it. Um, so yeah, I think you, you do get the same with a, like a music performance as well. It That's needs crazy. to be the right, the right kind of setup for it. Um, so our commentary team here I don't know what you think I think they did a good job We've got um, Mauro Ranallo Nigel McGuinness And Percy Watson Did you like them? I did uh, When I think I don't know if I'm just so used to being like Introduced to the announcers At the start uh, Because I felt like it just started And I didn't I didn't I knew who uh, Ronaldo was um, And I thought that's uh, Nigel McGuinness, that other voice that I can hear. And I wasn't sure who the other guy was. Um, I wasn't sure if he did a, a lot of uh, NXT shows. I think this Percy Watson guy was on the original um, NXT talent, not talent show, but you know what I mean? Um, before it became the development brand, you know, it was like, right, so, okay. you know, I think Daniel Bryan was on and stuff like that. Yeah. I think he was on this, but I, I, I was, uh, we went straight into, well, we, we had the musical performance and then we went into the the opening of the next match. I, I was like, I was waiting to to get introduced to them as well, or to them mm-hmm. to introduce the pay per view sort of thing. Yeah, um, but uh, it's, it's quite nice. It's, to get yeah, it's just a it's a totally different kind of presentation, um, which yeah, I don't have a problem with because I feel like they're they're almost taking the role of saying we're in the background and we're just going to explain things as they're going rather than, hi, we're here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this this part's about us. It, it never felt like that. I remember when I first started watching NXT and heard Nigel McGuinness's voice. I hate yeah. it. Um, right. I think he does a really good job as a... Oh, hello. <laughs> God, he's just shouting because he wants out, but he can't get out because he just, he just got a jag. Oh. Uh, so. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of just want him to go away and stop <laughs> shouting. Uh, I think he does, and Nigel McGuinness does a really good job, I think, as that sort of colour com- commentator. Can you give me two minutes? Aye, of course. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you. I had a jag the other day, so we can't let him out. But... Oh, so, <laughs> so he's been disposed of. I, I heard you debating whether or not it would be unfair to hide him upstairs or to stick him upstairs. Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so our first match on the card is for the North American NXT Championship, brand new belt. Yep. Um, it is a, a Dave Meltzer five-star rated match. Oh, is it? That's interesting. The, okay. One of two on the show. Uh, so we have a debut in EC3 
Yeah. Kelly and Dane, Adam Cole, Velveteen Dream, Lars Sullivan, and Ricochet. And I have got about a hundred pages worth of notes on this, so it's going to be interesting to see how on earth we talk through this match. Um, probably quite vaguely and discussing spots here and there, but mm-hmm. I, I know that you enjoyed it. Um, I did, yeah. Like, this, it's a funny one because see, when it started, I was like thinking, okay why should I care about something called the North American Championship? Uh, I felt a little bit like it's it's such a like secondary title name. Um, and I know this is the first match for it. And I'm thinking, okay, I know who quite a few of these performers are. I think EC3 was the one that I wasn't very familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, like big fan of Ricochet. Remember seeing... Lars Sullivan and hearing about him and thinking he was going to be a really big deal, but things I think went off the rails a wee bit there. Mm-hmm. Um, and Velveteen Dream things didn't really work out very well there either. But uh, Adam Cole is like I think we're both big fans of Adam Cole. Um, and uh, I, yeah, I just oh bloody loved this match. I, I don't think I've got as many uh, notes as you, but I was trying to like work out and I, I, I do this at the start of matches and maybe I need to train myself not to do it. I was trying to work out like baby face, heel. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Uh, but it's like a, it's not quite like that here. No. It's a little bit different. Um, yeah, just fascinating to be honest. I think, yeah, like for example, Undisputed Era are clearly heels as mm-hmm. far as the, the, the face and heel dynamic goes, but they're, they're so over, like the crowd go wild for that and Cole baby stuff. Yeah. Um, so aye, it, it is it's similar to AEW, I think, in that they, the crowd love everybody, and mm-hmm. um, there's a little bit of sort of uh, self-awareness um, about, about it all, but uh, I was the same as you. I, I didn't if I had any issues with this match, I've got two. Okay. Um, get them out of the way, because obviously it's class. It's amazing. Um, EC3, I didn't... I didn't... Well, I didn't like the way they were presenting his gimmick. I didn't really get it. He's, a one, he's the one percenter and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But it was a bit... It was a bit um, box of gimmicks, pal. Um, <laughs> and I felt that this was almost... Tipping itself over into spot fest um, range. Okay. I don't think it. I think it did, but I think because of the other things that were on the card, it balanced out. Whereas right. a lot of the issues I have, and a lot of people have with sort of modern day wrestling, particularly AEW, is that every match is a spot fest, and everybody puts on these forty-minute five-star classic things where nobody sells. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't think necessarily they were doing that because people are in and out constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was yeah. times I thought, oh, here come, like, I suppose it's just a natural six people in it. You just feel, here's another one and another one yeah. and another one. I think that, like, talking generally about the things that I liked, um, and, yeah, I could see that there were a lot of spots and there were, um, I, I thought they were quite clever about rotating it. Mm-hmm. So um, when when there had been quite a big move on somebody that the person that was on the receiving end did disappear for a little bit on most occasions, not on every occasion. Um, but you, you kind of want to try to minimize the amount of people that you're having to look at constantly in the ring. Um, which is, 
good and makes life a bit easier for the viewer because like we talked what was that was that horrendous WCW match a few yeah, weeks ago that's the yeah where there's stuff going on but you can't follow it and things like that so I think generally there was one focal point on the go most of the time yeah, uh, through the right. match yep. um, Ricochet I think they said this was Ricochet's debut oh wow uh, and he like he is amazing like, and I know it's like, I suppose you could term it as like flippy shit or whatever, but it just looks incredible. Um, no, I don't think it is flippy shit because I don't just think he's just doing it for the sake of doing it. It's high mm. impact moves that pay off and he's not doing them constantly. Yeah. Like the, um, right at the start there, I think you've got the two big guys teasing, they're teasing sort of two big guys screwing up to each other. Mm-hmm. They end up round the other side of the rope and, and Ricochet runs for one side of the ring to the other, jumps. Up on the top rope and does a shooting star splash off the top out mm-hmm. onto the and it's just amazing. It just yeah, it just sets the tone, doesn't it, for the whole thing? It's just amazing. It's class. They 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 often do the so it'd be Sullivan and Dane that are the powerhouses in the match, and like you say, they're they're teasing the two of them going at it one on one quite a few times. Yeah. Um, but then there's also spots like particularly later on in the match where it's like they're trying to one up each other with their power, um, and it's you know it's it's given a, a story of of the power of these two guys. There's an underriding story throughout the match, and they touch on it early on. The fact that Adam Cole's going to have to wrestle twice. Uh-huh. He's he's got he's pulling double duty, um, and you can see he's quite pissed off with the thought that he has to do this twice. But like you say, like even when the mannerisms are a bit. It almost comes across as this is beneath me, uh, but he's fully involved in the match, and the crowd are going crazy for him. Um, there's, he he has it, you know. When you talk about it, yeah. he just he just has it, um, and uh, yeah. So like some of the some of the early moves, like you've talked about that that ricochet one, um, the springboard shooting star press. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, the, the, there's constantly like movement of people trying to bring ladders in um, from from quite early on, um, and then obviously the ladders become props for for various points in the match. I've got in my here really early in my notes. What became of EC3 because he looks like someone Vince would have a massive hard on for. So, so do you, have you heard of um, control your narrative? No. Oh, let's not go into that. But basically, he started this. He started this company that's kind. It's called Control Control Your Narrative. It's what Braun Strowman's in these days. Um, okay. If you ever get a chance, look up the. There's like rules of Control Your Narrative, and it's like <laughs> it's like somebody's watched Fight Club too many times. Okay. It's awful. It's awful. It, but basically, they brought him up to the main roster. Apparently he was quite good in the mic in NXT. They brought him up to main roster, and his thing was that he couldn't talk. <laughs> oh God! Um, he didn't last very long. I think he was jumped about TNA and, and stuff like that. Okay. Um, is was Dane? Did he get released? Only recently, aye. I said recently, yeah, because I hadn't. I knew who he was, so when I saw him, I thought, "Yep, yeah, that's that guy." I've he seen was, him in it. He was good in this match. Yeah, and he's he's quite uh, agile and mobile for the size of him, mm-hmm. uh, and he's clearly willing to take a bump yep. as well. Yeah, um, which was good. Like he does. There's a point quite early on where he does a suicide dive through the ropes uh, on Sullivan on the floor. Yeah, it just looks great. Um, it's like a big buffalo taking off across yeah, the 
It's fantastic. Um, and it's, it's at this point I've, I've noted there's a lot going on, but, um, like the, having the focal point is keeping me engaged because it, it tends to be one focal point. Um, and, uh, we've got Sullivan, uh, climbing ladder, getting caught and like group power bombed. Yeah. Um, and then like Adam Cole being a bit sneaky and trying to take advantage and nip up the ladder, but getting caught. Um, and it's, I like the way these, these bits and pieces of the story are, are playing out because if you're basically, if you're in the likes of Adam Cole, um, you kind of want all these guys to just take each other out and you can just try and take advantage of it. Yeah. You're not going to be able to outpower or out muscle or win this match early physically, uh, by, by dominating. Um, I, I, I bloody love Adam Cole. Uh, <laughs> There's a, a really amazing spot where Ricochet goes to climb the ladder. Um, and Sullivan, obviously, we get a lot of goes to climb the ladder and then nips in and knocks mm-hmm. him off. But um, Ricochet climbs the ladder, he's about three quarters of the way up. Sullivan comes in and starts tipping the ladder from the yeah. bottom, and it looks like Ricochet's going to take the old, you know, like fall and, and uh, do the sort of hangman on the, the ropes or whatever. Remember, Christian used to always put the leg uh-huh. over him. Um, yeah. Instead, as he's tipping, as he's tipping in midair, he does a Backflip, moonsaults right out the ring onto Dane and, and Adam Cole. It's an unbelievable. The crowd are going mad for that. Brilliant. Awesome. What well, What did you make of when? So there's there's a point where there's a temporary alliance between EC3 and Adam Cole, and uh, EC3 goes for shouting to the crowd, "EC3, baby." Yeah. Adam Cole just doesn't. He's 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 not up for that. He turns on him quite quickly. Um, and he starts hitting super kicks all, all over the shop. Yeah, he yeah. hits Ricochet in midair. Brilliant. Aye, that that was just so well timed, and you can usually tell because they'll give you a slow motion replay if it's nicely timed. Um, and it's, he's so over Adam Cole mm-hmm. um, with with the crowd. Just like he should. I, I don't know exactly how he's been used in AEW since since making the leap over there, but he should be a main event guy. Do you think? Yeah, do, I do. You, like, like I, I, I know they talk. I know they talk about size. It's a cliche to talk about size, right? Um, I, I don't remember seeing Adam Cole next to somebody on the main roster. Imagine Adam Cole standing next to Roman Reigns. Yeah, I mean that's that's a tricky one. But I think uh, where he is in AEW, um, when I think about the guys they've they've had at the top and in the title picture. I think he could absolutely I, be in there. I, I think he is. I think he is. Round about anyway. He want, they had that own heart cup that he won. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think, um, yeah, d- WWE for him in terms of main event would have been a tough one given, you know, who Reigns is, where he is, and right. the fact that it'll seem forever like it's him and Brock Lesnar in the, at the top of the card. I think he'd make a brilliant Intercontinental Champion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we, we, I, I've got a. How has Ricochet not been used exactly like Rey Mysterio <laughs> on the main roster? He's absolutely yeah. amazing. Stick him as the first match on any pay per view and immediately get the fans in there. Yeah, that that leapt out at me as well as, you know, I don't know how many attempts they've made to come up with a new Rey Mysterio, but there's your guy. It's so clear, it's so obvious, but I just feel like he's had the the wind taken out of him completely. 
it's you'd need to build him up again, but just put him in some good matches early on a card, and, yeah. and that would that would happen quick enough. You probably see that now. Triple H in charge. Mm-hmm. It was a brilliant spot. It was only brilliant to me because I like Vader, but um, we get a brilliant spot where uh, who is it? Is it Killian Dane? Does a Vader bomb? Yeah. On EC3, and he's got Adam Cole on his back. Yeah. While he does it, and it was exactly like when uh, Vader did it with Luna on his back on one yeah. of the shows that we've covered before. Uh huh. It was like a tribute move. It was, uh, yeah, it was, it was nicely done. I've unfairly wrote here that Luna probably weighed more than Adam Cole. <laughs> Bit mean. Sorry. Not sure who too. Maybe. Yeah. Adam. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh, I really like Velveteen Dream. Um, you know, like sort of whatever stuff went on with him aside. I, th- I thought he was brilliant. Charismatic, mm-hmm. huge, can move about. I love the whole savage sort of tribute stuff that he seems to do. Yeah, he, he likes a uh, elbow off the top rope. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he's another one, you know, obviously what happened happened. I, I remember seeing him on a couple of shows and thinking he he will make it to you know a, a very good spot on the main card because of you know the charisma and all that but yeah i think uh, some other things came up that uh, obviously wouldn't be tolerated so yeah. yep um it's hard to know where to go through here so dane sullivan ec3 oh so so the sort of final spot or getting towards the final spot we get the sort of classic uh, bit where there's three ladders and all six men are all climbing on top of each other um, and we get a lot of different... What do we get? We get Adam Cole takes EC3 off the ladder, Ricochet takes mm-hmm. off Velveteen Dream, Sullivan takes off Killian Dane and they're all down. Um, I've got Sullivan is the only one climbing, but Ricochet flies out of nowhere. That's not yeah. very well described. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean, because I was wondering what had actually happened. Like, <laughs> had he come off a turnbuckle? Had he done him? Because it looked like he came from the middle of the ring. And <laughs> had he done something off the ropes? I, I, I couldn't work it out, but he, he did. He just flew out of nowhere. Brilliant. And um, so he, he knocks Sullivan off. Ricochet's looking like he's going to win it. Adam Cole tips him, and he wins. Gets the belt. Yeah, and fans are going mad. They love it. Yeah. Like you say, they love Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I loved this match, and like I think, I was trying in my mind to think to like what I could compare it with because, you know, it's a multi-person ladder match, and you know we've had like Money in the Bank matches, and most of them, you know, there's a few big spots, but they're they're maybe not like the most engaging matches all uh-huh. the way through. Uh-huh. Um, and I was thinking of like the the TLC matches that we had for for the tag belts um, with Edge and Christian, the Dudleys and the Hardys. But like trying to think of like multi-person like gimmick type matches, and they so rarely work. Um, but this this just really worked for me. I, like by the end of it, I was fully invested in this belt. I was like thinking <laughs> to myself, well. It must be important. Look what these guys have just gone through for it. You know, I I, I just loved it. I thought everyone got their moment to shine. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, like I was seeing guys, I, I think one of them that one of them that stood out because I've always been a Ricochet fan and I've always like thought it'd be cool if I could see more stuff of his. But uh, Dane, I remember I, as I was watching this, I was thinking I, I really want to watch some other matches of his. Yeah, I, I felt a bit like that, and I felt like that would be Lars Sullivan as well. Kind of, mm-hmm. I, I think I had him pigeonholed as sort of big, 
charismaless, charismaless, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> um, sort of nothing, but he was mm-hmm. he was really good in this, mm-hmm. really good. But then Omos was good in the Money in the Bank match this year, so you know. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. Um, so yeah, great match. Do you, do you know the other thing that crossed my mind at the end of this? What? Is, um, like, here you mentioned Money in the Bank match, and that was my first comparison um, that, that when I was watching this. They, they need to stop that being an every year or pay-per-view thing because then you could have matches like this occasionally and they're going to stand out, whereas the more and more meaningless money in the bank matches that you actually do, you're just diluting the whole thing. 100%. 100%. I, th- I think it was in the perfect position on WrestleMania. Right? Mm-hmm. And you could you could rotate it. You know, you could you could say... It's it's for one title shot this year. It's for a different one the next year. It's for uh, the the women's title the following. You know, you, you you don't have to have the same like groupings going for the same thing every year. You could mix it up. Are you listening, Paul? <laughs> Adam's got ideas. He says he wants ideas. He's, I was watching him on Logan Paul's podcast earlier. He says he wants ideas from everybody. Adam. Well, I mean, I think if he just employed us. Like, I would take just, like, double my current wage, you know, something like that, just to full-time try and get ideas to him. I like it. Yeah, I think I think we could come to an agreement I there. Could, we could do Kevin Dunn's job, just, what, <laughs> flick a button when people are punching. It's easy. And be, like, really, really disparaging about women. I, yeah. I don't want to do that part of it. I'm, I don't want to do the flicking part either. I mean, imagine you... you, you... <laughs> You got the job and then you were just immediately cancelled. That's probably not, nah. yeah, not great. Yeah. Talking of women, um, we got a good, vi- a nice video. I, I like the video packages for all of the matches on here. They do mm-hmm. a good job of putting you right into the story without needing to have watched anything. Yeah, um, which is something that we couldn't say about WCW pretty much in, a, in a, the yeah, previous one we watched. True. Um, so we've got. Ember Moon, who's our NXT Women's Champion, taking on the Queen of Spades, Shayna Baszler. Um, I thought that the video package did a really good job of putting Shayna over as a bit of a savage. Yeah, she's terrifying. Um, and I remember her like appearing on the main roster. And, you know, I think we're probably both in the same boat where we haven't really watched TV, uh, WWE TV, for a, a very long time. But mm. you'd see the pay-per-views and she'd very often be in a match on it. But I remember <laughs> seeing her early on and thinking, she's going to be, you know, like they're going to use her as like a, a, almost like a wrestling machine type gimmick. Yeah, um, like a, so, like a Benoit type, type. Yeah, Aye. yeah. Um, and, you know, everything's there to do it. Um, and I, I, I don't know if they just never quite... Uh, went with it, or you know, potentially they just ran out of steam on it. I'm not not quite sure what happened there, but you know, she she looks like she could brilliantly be that heel opposite whoever your star is. Yep. Um, and and it would work. Yeah, I do remember having a good match with Becky Lynch at the um, the COVID nineteen WrestleMania, whatever that was, okay. thirty six maybe. Right. Um, yeah, she was really well presented in NXT. I thought as this just really dominant, believable. Well, she was she was an MMA fighter, uh, as, so so she comes across as as a sort of believable badass. Mm-hmm. Um, and yep. she was a dominant champion for uh, for a long time. I guess mm-hmm. this was the start of her reign. Um, I I really really like her. I'd like to see again 
who knows what will happen with, with Triple H. You might see her getting pushed a little bit more. Um, mm. I did not like Ember Moon <laughs> in this match at all. Like I, I enjoyed some of this match, mainly when it just slowed down a little bit. Yeah, and it took a wee while to to do that. Like uh, Baszler started so aggressive, which I think plays in to the character. Uh-huh. Uh, I do have a question. Right? <laughs> you might know this, and I don't have a clue. And I remember seeing it on other shows and thinking, I don't know why this is happening. Why do the fans chant one fall after the announcer says it? Yeah, I don't know. When I went to see a NXT show in Glasgow, this was the first time I'd sort of encountered it. And it's the same. Uh, um, I remember the the announcer guy um, like really hamming it up before the cameras went on for okay. recording the NXT, I think it was NXT UK show. Yeah, I don't know. It's a thing. I wonder if it's an indie <laughs> thing or something. I don't know. Okay, fair enough. It, it baffled me. Um, yeah, and Baszler, you know, she 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 started aggressive and she goes, you know, immediately looking for submission moves and focusing on on the back um, with a, a view to executing submission moves. Moon's very much presented as like an underdog uh, here, and she's. Occasional counters, uh, some offense. It's it's pretty limited, um, and it, it it did feel like this is this is all just building to put Basler over uh-huh. and and make her like the dominant champion. <coughs> yeah, I would quite like the squash, um, mm-hmm. but I, I mean, where does that leave Ember Moon? Wouldn't make sense. So I understand. I just I felt they could, especially after the match we just watched. I just wanted them to slow down a bit and let things yeah breathe because it was like. She's done this and she's done it and her hair's flying out of the shop. I was just I was a bit exhausted. Mm-hmm. Um I love the so at, at some point, um Moon does she do something to Shana's shoulder or her arm? Um Yeah. Uh, she's she's got hold of her arm and I think she's does she stand on her hand and then boot the arm or something like that? Yes, um, yes. It seemed to be that she kind of stole Baszler's move, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, Shayna uses a ring post. They're playing that she's put out her shoulder. She uses the ring post mm-hmm. to put her shoulder back in. Yeah. And she, when she's got her in the kind of feud of clutch, she uses her hair. Um, so it's not tough yeah. to use her shoulder. That stuff's cool to me. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, and I think the announcers play played it as well. I'm sure they mention it while it's happening, um, just in case you're not seeing it. Um, just the sort of resourcefulness of this, yeah, this machine mm-hmm. that is going to win one way or another. Um, yeah, the cleverly done. Aye, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Uh, there was a, a thing here where uh, again she's using the sort of MMA submissions. Uh, Baszler's got Moon in a triangle where her shoulders are actually on the mat and mm-hmm. she's got a hold of her arm and she's got her uh, with her legs round her, round her neck and the referee counts one, two and if <laughs> Moon had just left her yeah. she would still well she wouldn't still have her title <laughs> but she would have walked away with her title instead she picked her up Yeah, I was quite annoyed by that <laughs> I, think, I think I'm maybe looking too much into this match but I was glad that Baszler won um, yeah I did quite like the fact that it took quite a lot to get Moon to go out in that um, Kerafuda clutch. Yeah, I I had no idea how to spell it, but that sounds like what I've written down. Um, She finally goes out and 
and Shayna takes two. Yeah, I mean, it, it was dominant, but I suppose, yeah, like you say, that gives Moon somewhere to go afterwards. She fought, she didn't quit, you know. Um, I mean, it didn't quite have the... Because she passes out rather than submits, doesn't she? Yes. Um, so, I mean, it never quite had the Austin Bret Hart feel, but it gives her <laughs> gives her somewhere to go afterwards. And I, I do remember her being in a tag team with Shotzi Black Blackheart. Okay. Um, and they were they made quite a good team together. Right. Um, so I, I maybe just I didn't like her here. Maybe her, maybe it was a style, but mm-hmm. um, from here we go to a high as fuck page. I'm assuming. If she wasn't, then I don't know what was wrong with her. Um, a weird vignette of her going page here, uh, promoting her film, and we get a, a nice little uh, scene with The Rock from Fighting My Family. Did you think that she looked high off a rocker, or was that just? Did you? Know I didn't. I didn't really pick up on it. All of, like, have you seen the film? Mm-hmm. I, I I liked the film. I thought I thought it was pretty pretty entertaining. Uh, so I, I saw that and it just made me remember the film and I was like, oh, that was quite good. And I think my biggest surprise was my wife liked it and she just is not interested in anything wrestling. Nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't really pick up on, on whether she, she seemed a wee bit, a wee bit high. <laughs> um, okay, so from here we get a bit of background into our tag team match. So Adam, I can, I can fill you in here. Excellent. I, I watched the NXT episode before the pay-per-view. Okay. Uh, so the Dusty Roads, they were referring it to the, as, a, as a Dusty Cup, and I'm pretty sure that's the cup from Cars. Uh, okay. That Lightning McQueen is racing for, and it was confusing me, but it's a Dusty Roads <laughs> tag team classic. Yeah. Uh, and basically, they seem to have this an annual tournament to crown the Dusty Roads tag team classic winners, and they get a trophy. Mm-hmm. Um so on the episode of NXT before the pay-per-view, it was going to be the AOP, who look ridiculous. They're <laughs> presented amazing. Yeah. It's just absolute machines. Um, it was going to be the final of the classic, the AOP versus Pete Dunn and Roddy Strong. Yeah. Um, Bobby Fish is injured. The tag team... So, so the winner was going to win the Dusty Cup and then get a title shot at TakeOver. Okay. Um... Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly are the tag team champions. Bobby Fish is injured, so Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly decide to just attack both teams halfway through the match, and they think that that way they'll need to defend their belts, and Adam Cole won't need to double duty. Mm -hmm. Instead, what happens is (laughs) Regal comes out. I I wish you'd seen this, actually. Regal comes out and basically admonishes them like a school teacher, (laughs) and they're like little boys with their heads hung and like, oh, it's so unfair. <laughs> very good, very good. Did you think that would work? It makes it a triple threat match, and for all the marbles, the Dusty Cup, and for the titles. Okay. So we get Adam Cole, who's fresh off of this five star ladder match, um, and Kyle O'Reilly defend their titles against Pete Dunne and Roderick Strong, who are a sort of thrown together tag team for this tag team tournament, mm-hmm. and the AOP, managed by. What was the oh, name of that puppet? I was trying to remember. I've I've got written in my notes. Oh, Paul Ellering's here, but I don't see the weird puppet thing. <laughs> uh, what was it called? Damn it! I can't remember. <laughs> It'll come back, Rocco. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, yeah. No Rocco. He's a bit scary looking, Paul Ellering. Eh? 
Yeah, he is. And I can see how he fitted with like Legion of Doom in, in the early days. And to be honest, I remember the first time I saw Authors of Pain, I remember thinking they were going to, like, they would be put in and just dominate. Yeah. Like, they, they would go in, win the belts, absolutely dominate folk. And again, I'm not quite sure where it went wrong with them, because they, they did get called up to the main roster, didn't they? And, yeah, and they were, do you remember when Seth Rollins, what was his gimmick again? He was kind of like a Charles Manson cult leader. Yeah, I do. Character, yeah. and he had them with him. Yeah, and Then right. one of them got injured, so they took them both off the telly. Okay, uh, and then they were part of one of the big releases. Yeah, Shame. Um, I mean they they look so dominant and such like a badass team um, that you just wouldn't wouldn't mess with. Um, that I, I always like when I think of tag teams now in WWE, I just kind of think of the Usos and don't really think <laughs> there isn't of a, anyone there else. Street profits, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Um, so yeah, there would have been, and even now there would be room for something like this. Yeah. I've got to hear that's my first note they look absolutely terrifying mm-hmm. yeah they're amazing um, this has obviously a bit of a buzz Killington watching this pay-per-view because I was like what's the point in this match if they're not going to uh, adhere to the rules of tag team wrestling what the fuck is wrong with me amazing because um, it's just all a bit chaotic to start. it's a bit like a tornado tag triple threat yeah. match isn't it yeah uh, until a certain point yeah, I mean, we've got Adam Cole getting powerbombed very early through the announce desk um, after already having been through another match. Um, there's, there's little things with Adam Cole, like he tries desperately to scramble out of it. He tries to <laughs> yeah. run away from it and yeah. then he tries to scramble out when he's in it, but gets hit with it, um, which uh, makes it... I haven't seen an awful lot of Kyle O'Reilly. Um, what do you think of him? I think he, he looks like he's very good in, in ring, in ring worker. Um, I'm not sure he's got like the charisma of, well, certainly an Adam Cole. Um, mm-hmm. but I think he looks like, what's that like really almost demeaning phrase? Like a steady hand. Oh, um, fuck it, hell. <laughs> you can, I get the feeling he could go in and have a good match with anyone. Um, but he's probably never going to be like a, a huge star, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't love the, Guitar playing, throwing elbows and stuff like that as he mm. walks out to the ring. Like, yeah. uh, there's a little bit sort of try hard about it. Yeah. Um, I think he's amazing in the ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a really good spot uh, where uh, I really love Pete Dunne. I'm sure, I don't know if we've talked about it before, certainly we mm-hmm. have. Um, yeah. To each other, I think he's brilliant. Uh, and he's he's one of those guys where I don't think it really matters what size he is. I think he just he just he looks like he belongs, sort of thing. Especially when he does the whole um, breaking the fingers, sort of stuff, manipulation stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a great spot where Kyle Riley has got Roderick Strong in a triangle, and then one of the AOP come to break it up, and uh, he gets a hold of him. So he's using his legs with a triangle, and he's got. That he grabs his ankle and he's got him in an ankle lock as well um, and then the other, to break it up the other author of pain what are they called? Razak and uh, Akam Akim? Akam, Akam. Akam, that's um, it he powerbombs Pete Dunne onto all these people to break it up as yeah. a cracking spot yeah, that was good um, yeah, Pete, Pete Dunne's really good and oh god, what did they rename him? Butch Butch, 
Yeah. I, I, I think he's, you know, he is one of these guys that can, I mean, he can sell brilliantly. Um, I think it, it looks like he's very good at making the other guys look very good, uh, in mm-hmm. the ring mm-hmm. as well. I think so um, as well. And I think, I, I know he, I don't know if he, did he get a little bit pigeonholed with like NXT UK for a while? Maybe was he? Yeah, on... he was NXT UK champion for a long time, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, I, I, I remember him having a great match with uh, what was Walter at the time on a takeover. Right. Yeah, can totally see how that would be, like those two. That would be a great match. Um, yeah, he is. He's one of these guys that I think could probably be spotlighted a bit more. And again, you never know what's going to happen with Triple H uh, taking on the, the the lead for for uh, for creative. Do, do you um, know what Pete Dunne's sort of thing is now? His gimmick. No, I don't. So, Sheamus has. This guy with him. It's the guy that... Ridge Holland? So Seamus and Ridge Holland are like these sort of brawling characters. They, they pretty much dress like Peaky Blinders okay. characters and like, oh, I love a fight sort of thing. Um, and then they, they have Butch join them as well. And, and Butch does this sort of thing where like he wants to fight everybody. And he's like, it's kind of like... <laughs> okay. a kind of, It's like a... What are those little dogs that like yip at, at people, to, you know... Like a little oh, yipping like dog, it. basically. <laughs> let me at him, let me at him, sort of thing. And they have to hold him back. He, he's done it with everybody that oh. Seamus is involved in. That's, that's what he does. Oh, it's crazy. I, and I bet Vince was like laughing his ass off <laughs> watching it. He, he would have thought it was amazing. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, like, yeah, it's funny seeing him like uh, someone like him looking like he's wanting to try and attack Roman Reigns and like Roman looking at him like, the fuck? It, sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. But, but the, the, there's such a like low ceiling on uh, that kind uh, of thing. Exactly, it's, exactly. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, we, we get a, a really, really great bit where, where O'Reilly and Dunn are in the middle of the ring just trading blows non-stop mm-hmm. back and forward. I've got, I could watch them do this all day. It's brilliant. Yeah, that was good. And you sort of feel like as it's going on, the intensity is rising uh-huh. and, and you're, you're like, oh, you know, and it's, it's just two guys really aggressively or seemingly really aggressively going at each other. That It's funny what things can be really entertaining because, I don't know, you write that on a bit of paper and it probably seems like that, but it works. Yeah, definitely. Um, did you see the finish coming? Did you know what would happen? Did I you know Roderick Strong was an undisputed era? No, I had no idea. I, I remember thinking I know the name, Roderick Strong, and struggling a little bit to place him. Um, I wasn't, like, sure why I knew the name Um, and you know they talked early on about this being a thrown together team but it was never enough for me to think there could be uh, you know anything uh, disingenuous going on Um, yeah I I didn't see it coming at all I think it was I think it was so sort of groundbreaking or no groundbreaking but such a big shock to the crowd because I think Roderick Strong's always been a sort of face, like really white meat baby face type character, and you could see mm-hmm. him sort of presented that way. Yeah, um, and and Ronaldo did keep sort of mentioning he was planting those little seeds about how he's he really wants to win some gold. Yeah. Um, so for that point of view, it made sense, but I was, it, it bothered me because he's just spent the whole match attacking Kyle <laughs> O'Reilly. 
Yeah, and it's funny. I mean, you see that so often when there's the the sort of mid-match turn that you. I mean, the guy's been fighting for that side the whole match, and then just right at the end, he he turns. Uh, but I don't know. It's still I still enjoyed it. I still thought uh, this this kind of worked. Um, because I because I think I didn't see it coming, and yeah. so I was like, yeah, that that was that was pretty cool. I thought it was a bit harsh on on old Pete Dunn though. So, yeah, I think I think I, I think in the back of my mind I knew it was coming. I knew that he was part of that group, so okay. I think I kind of knew it was coming. I'm just looking to see what rating this got because I think it got a three and a quarter stars. Okay. Um, I do think it was a good match. There's there's mm-hmm. a move that Kyle O'Reilly did where he soup he like does a suplex then lets them drop on his knees. Yeah. Did you do that after the match? Maybe. I I, I remember seeing it. And thinking it was really cool. Finished. I think that's maybe how they finished the match after after Strong had right. uh, screwed Pete Dunne. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. So yeah, they um, they kept their titles and they won the Dusty Cup. Um, and Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly seemed quite surprised that Roderick Strong had decided to join them. As opposed yeah. to any sort of dastardly plan that they'd had. Which again was a little odd, but... Yeah, I didn't know if if the sort of idea was supposed to be that maybe Bobby Fish had set it up. Oh, and, okay, uh, but we missed that. Well, I I don't know if they actually say that, but he's out at the end uh, on his crutches, I think, when when the celebration's ongoing, and while the other two are still sort of selling a slightly surprised look, he's not. He's you know just looking of not quite. A, I love it when a plan comes together, <laughs> but you know he he isn't he doesn't have the shocked look that they had. Mm. So it was um, nice. I was going to try and make some sort of Bobby Fish pun, but I fear that it would just go down like it, a something about he reeled them in. Nice, or, nice, nice. Yeah, it was yeah. quite a quite a big turn on quite a big scale. Yeah, I guess. yeah. Maybe we should stop. Yep. So, so far, at this point, I've enjoyed this pay-per-view. But the match I was most looking forward to is up next for the NXT Championship. And this was my favourite match on the card. I feel like it's probably not yours. Is that fair? No, I I enjoyed it. Um, Like, if I was applying my own star ratings... Yes, the Adams, yes. This would be. Do you think? Oh, awesome! This would be like probably a four point five. I I really enjoyed the match, and I I really like both performers. I think they're they're excellent. Um, and you know, there's there's a decent story on the go here as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I I really enjoyed it. I think it was more the the ladder match kind of. I don't know. I just I have it's maybe because I have low expectations for these um multi-person matches mm-hmm. um that it maybe surprised me more than the quality of this one did. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Well, this got four and a quarter from Eltzer, so okay. You're yeah. You're close enough. So we got again we got a really good build up. Do you um, think like uh, see when like I, I thought the video packages for this were excellent like just really good I assume Triple H would have looked and thought do you know what not everyone's watching every show we do but these events you know it's Wrestlemania weekend people are maybe 
thirsty for any wrestling content they can get, let's try and reel them in. Yeah, so I think I think you're right, yeah. I mean it's just so sensible, like to to make sure that everyone can very quickly get up to speed with what's going on if they're somebody who's tuning in for the first time. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm I, I'm not saying that I, I think they need to have more than that because I assume from memory the video packages for the main pay-per-views are, are pretty good anyway. Um, but it's such a clever thing from an NXT point of view because it's it's this sort of, you know, third brand um, that, that people... Other, anyone who's not a real wrestling fan just isn't really going to be aware of. Yeah, and I, I think there's something about watching development, uh, whatever a development brand is, and getting invested in in something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, like and that that's where them taking them developing these characters, having like a, a big following, a hardcore following, fair enough, but a following behind a character, then taking them up to the main roster and turning them into a fisherman or something like that. Do you know what I mean? It's just mm-hmm. really it's so strange. Um, I, I, and I yeah. think you'll see that changing. Yeah. Yeah, it's I hope so. I mean, the people that are just watching the main roster are probably watching for your Roman Reigns, your Brock Lesnar and, and people like that. But I would have thought what you want is for your, like, hardcore fans that are enjoying this product to maybe tune into the main roster as well. Because ah. I'm thinking a lot of people that loved what NXT was don't bother with the main brand. Yeah. It's, it's not what they want to see. Yeah, and they've probably been burned that many times you just think, oh, why bother? Yeah, as soon as your guy gets called up and everything has changed, you're you're going to have no enthusiasm for when your next guy gets... You, you won't want your next guy to get called up. Yeah. So, how optimistic and positive. <laughs> um, so, NXT champion Andrade Cien Almas. I always think he's called... El Idol, Idolo because that's what it's AEW Andrade Cien Almas NXT champion against challenger Alistair Black um, a little wrinkle here is that Andrade's manager Zelina Vega is Alistair Black's wife oh ok um, I've always liked the way Black was presented um, as far yeah. as his entrance, his music um, the way he's presented in the packages Everything about him's just really cool. He's obviously got this sort of uh, Mai Tai background, come from Holland. Um, yeah, he's believable. I think mm-hmm. his character's a little bit caricaturish, but believable. Yeah, uh, it works. Aye. And I, yeah. really, I really, really like Andrade. I think he's fantastic. I think he's great in the ring, but also the way that he's presented here as well. Where Vega, I think she did a really good job, as, does a really good job as his manager. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little bit of a throwback with the manager. You don't really get managers very much. They nah, just taste, do you? Not so often. I suppose, you know, especially with like the level of physical involvement. I mean, it almost took me back to like Lita in the Hardy Boys days, um, like just jumping and doing a flying head scissor and stuff like that. And then and jumping out so, of the ring. Uh-huh, uh huh. Yeah. Um, so I, I thought this was an amazing match. I, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. I loved the way that she got involved. It wasn't too much. It wasn't too little. It was just sort of perfect in trying to tip the balance mm-hmm. uh, towards Andrade. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think there was anything bad about it at all. I, I thought they had to, they, when they had to, they slowed it down. Yeah. Um, and when it got moving, the combinations uh, and some of the moves that they were pulling off were just amazing. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it was. It's one of the things you hear said about, um, like some of the the best ever performers is that sort of knowing when to just slow the match down. Because um, it felt like a, after a, a frantic, I don't know, five minutes maybe mm-hmm. or something like that, that that's what they did. They they, they slowed it down, um, and you know. I assume that helps with recovery and things like that as well, mid-match. And it's, it must have been a decent length match, this, yeah. uh, maybe, maybe close to 20 minutes or something like that. Um, so you need that. You can't be frantic the, the whole way through, especially in a, a one-on-one match. You, you need to, to bring people down a little bit. And I suppose knowing as well, the, the last match on the card is like a very like emotionally charged one. Um, I think you need to be careful with your pacing for for the the match before it as well. Yeah, um, yeah. They're they're very they're both very good in ring. Like things look things look impactful, um, but there's like a like a smoothness to 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 both of them. Yeah, 100%. I thought. Yep. Um, and there's always pretty much always something going on but not too much like not too much at any one time not uh yeah there, there's some good selling um there there wasn't too many like there's good sequences but then you know you sell you take a breather and uh it wasn't just one thing after another after another after a really yeah. good pacing i thought i agree and i think that uh, the black mass is always there in the back of your mind it is mm-hmm. almost uh, rko-ish a little yeah. bit and that if he hits it and it can come out of nowhere that the game's over um which is quite a good wee thing going on as well mm. i feel like andrade looks like he there, there's times he maybe looks like he can't move as as well as he actually as well as he actually can there were, there was a point where he was slowing down a little and then out of nowhere he jumps up on the set uh, uh, Black's outside mm-hmm. uh, and Andrade's inside he jumps off the second rope and does this corkscrew splash where he's just spinning it looks like someone at Mortal Kombat or something <laughs> yeah. yeah do you know what I'm talking about? I right? do I, and I know what you mean he, he's maybe like capable of these things, but without always looking like he would be. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, it was good. It was just pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, this this whole match was really good. It was. I I I came out of it, and I sort of talked about this before about I want to see more of uh, you know Dane and 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 people like that. I, I came out of this thinking I've I've not seen enough by either of these guys. Um, which is a good sign because that obviously means they've, they've really pulled you into to what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. There was some good, uh, I was just looking there, another wee thing, and I was talking about the Black Mass. Um, there's a great wee spot where Black goes for the Black Mass and Andrade hits him with a drop kick in the back of the head as he's turning around to hit him with a spinning yeah. kick. That was really cool. Yeah. I've never yeah. seen that done before with, with him. Uh-huh. Um, I like that he was working on the arm, the shoulder. Uh, Andrade was. I love that hammerlock DDT that he does as his finisher. It looks bloody brutal. Mm-hmm. Um, and slightly don't over egg the pudding as far as kickouts. Yes, he kicks out his finishing move, but it's he does it once. Yeah. Um, you know, like we're obviously going to go on to speaking about the next match. Um, <laughs> And I don't. I'm not necessarily talking about that, but like we've both seen it done, and and certainly in modern wrestling, like 
spam mm-hmm. the finisher and kick it 40 times sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and it just, yeah, it's overdone, but I think it was done perfectly. Here. Yeah. Um, and again, uh, the whole thing with Vega uh, getting involved, she she puts Andrade's leg uh, on the rope at a, a certain moment mm-hmm. for Black at one point. Yeah. Um, finally goes to the well too many times, and, and that's... Um, that's what what sort of finishes it off, isn't it? She goes she goes for the another hurricane run off the top rope, does she? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. She misses yeah. Andrade has to catch her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Black hits his black mass. Yeah. Uh, just an amazing match. What's that? Four four and a quarter, right? Four and a quarter stars. I'd have given it five stars. Yeah, really good. I, I felt like they were like you, we've we've talked about the 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 sort of impact of keeping finishing moves protected to some extent. Uh, I didn't actually know or remember going into this what uh, Almas had as his finishing move, right? Um, but I, I I was quite excited to see him going for this DDT a few times because uh, it's one of those moves that's like it's maybe partly nostalgia, but it's like an iconic move, but it's just done as a run of the mill move now. Um, I want to see it be like a finisher type move. Um, But yeah, a a really, really good match. Um, Yeah. I I think, um, I I suppose it depends what you like, but to have a match of this quality on the same show as that ladder match for, for the title Complete contrast. They're mm-hmm. totally different, mm-hmm. um, which I think feeds into the, you know, regardless of what you like, if you like wrestling, there's something for you here. On this show? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. There's wrestling, there's storyline, there's mm-hmm. spots, there's, yeah. I totally agree. That's why I think, you know, I was saying about this ladder match being a bit spot fest, but I think it works when you, when you tell the whole story mm-hmm. of this pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, which leads us nicely on to our main event. Um, which I've got here is an underdog tag partners and best friends turned bitter enemies classic storyline. <laughs> yeah, that, that pretty much sums it up. Yeah. I think it's a fantastic package again. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a bit like, you, you know, I, I think you, you if you watch this match in isolation, you maybe don't get it. Um but because they show you the whole package, I think uh, it, it brings all the emotion that's packaged within the match mm-hmm. right yeah. to, right to the sort of forefront of the match. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, we've spoke about this before, but it, it adds adds a lot more to the match. Yeah. Yeah, I I really I really like this as well. Um, we've no said about the matches. Sorry. Oh right. Okay. So we've got so, John, Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. Sorry. Yeah. Go. That's that's all right. Um, so yeah, the, the I, I believe what we're going for here is if uh, Johnny Gargano wins, he'll get reinstated to NXT. If he loses, he is gone from NXT for good. Um, so very high stakes mm-hmm. uh, here. Obviously, you've talked about like the the history of the two guys. I was really trying to remember when I'd seen this match on the card. I was like, what was their tag team called? And it just wasn't coming back to me. But when I saw the intro package, it was mentioned enough to, to come back to me um, as DIY. Yeah. Um, 
and I remember thinking they were a, a good tag team. Um, they can they can both work. Um, Gargano can sell very 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 effectively. There's something just a wee bit unhinged about Champa, which is really good. It's in a really good way. Um, so yeah, I was I was excited for this. I thought you know there's other matches on the card that I probably prefer. I would say, um, but. You know the stakes are high. It's a very like emotionally charged, emotionally driven match. There's a really good heel reaction when Champa comes out. Oh my god, he came out to no music. How perfect was that? <laughs> yeah, it was brilliant. Just so well done. Um He's and we're talking about slowing things down, like he walk he's walking so slow, he's taking mm-hmm. in every single boo. And then he gets in the ring and he takes forever to climb up on the ropes and all that. It's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Absolutely yeah. masterful. He's I, I, I want he's another guy I want to become a bigger deal. And I know, you know, he's he's kinda what's aligned with Miz just now. And yeah. And, yeah. Uh, which I had no idea about until I watched uh, that last uh, pay per view. But um I mean he he has what you need to be a really over heel. Um, I almost feel a little bit unsettled watching him. Just like there's there's some in there. There's a, there's a lot of crazy there. Brilliant. Yeah. Love it. Um, and yeah, Johnny Gargano is probably in in modern day terms one of the better uh, performers at playing that really sympathetic underdog. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do, do you know what? I wasn't really, I wasn't really looking forward to watching this. Um, I thought this is gonna be long. I don't know mm. if I've got this in me. And then Champa came out with no music. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and I thought, I'm going to, I'm going to roll my eyes at Gargano coming out. And I don't know what it is. It's like the combination of his music. <sighs> He's such an underdog. I was like, oh, come on. Go on, Johnny. I love you, Johnny Wrestling. I was so into it. I was like, yes, come on. I did. I, I, I got quite, I got quite involved as well. And it, Champa, this happens throughout the match and you know it, it actually happens right at the end as well which we'll talk about when we get there but his facial reactions to things are so good and you know they talk I think Vince has always had the saying that that's where you you make your money your face mm. um you have Just to be you. able to have the yeah <laughs> you have to be able to have the facial reactions um because that's what everyone watching the TV is going to clo- uh, be close up into um and he's he, he's just got such good uh, facial reactions. They start off really like um, frenzied, which again you would expect. There's a brawl. Yep. It's uh, there's there's a tension in the air, which is good. I've uh, talked about that a few times. Um, but then you you know Gargano, who I probably haven't seen an awful lot of over the years. I think I've seen one other. I've definitely seen one other match that he had with Champa. Um, because I had a different finish, and I remember going into this thinking, "Is this that match?" But it's not. It's a totally different one. But uh, is this a match where he handcuffs him somewhere outside the ring? Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, yeah, that rings a bell, me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you, you've got um, you know, some some dives and things like that. There's definitely a throwing champ over the guardrail, uh, and then they're like brawling into the crowd, um, and Champa. Taking control, uh, dropping Gargano onto the guardrail, uh, and just see when he starts like aggressively striking. He's a, a, nasty. <laughs> yeah, but it's so good. Yeah, that's what I was, I've got written here as well. He is nasty, he's slow and methodical, 
um, he gets to the point where he, he lifts the mat outside the ring. Yeah. Um, and he just is so all within character. You just think he's wanting to do him serious damage. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I was thinking, ah, oh, when he turns on the Miz, that's going to be gold. Uh, <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, we've got. For it, that's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> that is the problem. Yeah, and I don't. I don't see how they could turn this baby face. Um, yeah. So um, we've got. Uh, where am I next? Yeah, it's a champa. He does this a few times at the match. In the match, I think it's here. It's just after he's done a big backbreaker on Gargano. He's like berating him. Um, and again, you're you're just like with the package, and you know both sides kind of feeling wronged with what's going on. He's just tearing into him as he's unleashing this abuse on him, which which I really like as well. Yeah, and it's quite cliche the tag team partner turning and this is all your fault. You did you you deserve this, and I was always carrying us and, and all that. So it is quite a bit of a trope, but mm-hmm. with with these two, when it's done well, you believe it, and you hundred yeah. percent believe. That Gargano, eh, that Champa believes that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the biggest things with heels is you have to believe that they believe that they're they right. Believe it. Yeah, they're not just playing yeah. a part. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, not just being bad for the sake of it. They believe they're in the right. Um, yeah, we've got the uh, fighting on the announce desk. So uh, who who I've got here? Poor Percy gets taken out on the commentary table, but I don't remember yeah. who launched who. So Champa Gar- launch him? No, Gargano thro- uh, throws Champa over the announce table right. and uh, yeah, basically clears behind that and they, they fight on the announce desk and it ends in uh, Champa suplexing Gargano from the desk to the floor. Yeah, that's a brutal, mm-hmm. uh, quite a simple, compared to some of the things that you've seen happen and obviously on this pay-per-view, but it yeah. felt like such a brutal move. Uh-huh. And I think, again, that's just the way it's all presented because... You know, you you don't need to be, you know, falling off a titantron for something to look like it's a big move. Yeah. It's it's these things, but when you've got the intensity, I think that that makes it seem like a bigger deal. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, oh, there's there's I've got quite a lot of notes because there's there's a lot going on. Um, Champa driving Gargano through the. Like the, there's this top section of the announce desk that comes off um, and puts him through that, um, and throwing Gargano into the corner where he flips over and, and has a pretty harsh landing. And every time we're we're in this phase of the match, where every time Gargano's trying to counter, Champa's just like viciously cutting him off. Yes, that's what I've got here. Is it just feels like he's got an answer for any time he tries to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, which is exactly what you want because um, you, you've got your your won't quit baby face, uh, the underdog just trying to keep fighting, um, and it's it's just it's telling a really really simple but really good story. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've got like there's there's these moments when Champa is just in his rages of offense, the the crowd are just like hushed. Mm. That's and, a good and, point. It's uh, it's just not the kind of thing you're used to hearing, and I don't know that you get that kind of thing often on like a a main roster pay per view. Mm-hmm. Um, probably more folk like looking at their phones or whatever if it's hushed. But uh, it it felt like the hush was more of a my God, you know what is going on here? I can't believe what I'm watching type thing. Yeah, there's a great wee bit where. Gargano's down and Champa sits up on the side of the apron, starts patting himself on the back, 
um, and clapping. And we've seen in the package, if you'd never, even if you'd never seen them as a tag team, this is something that they would do together. But he looks insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like psychopathic. It's amazing. And I, I, I don't think it happens that often, but you, you do feel they, they have got the crowd in the palm of their hands. Aye. Oh, hundred percent. Uh, yeah, uh, we've got Champa going out and taking crutches from someone in the crowd. <laughs> Both of them. Yeah. <laughs> This poor guy just hops away. He has the crutch and he's swinging and Gargano ducks and dives to avoid being hit by the crutch and finally lands a kick uh, just to, you know, give the crowd those those moments of hope. Um, Champa getting in position. It looks like, I don't know, is the move like a Samoan drop type thing that he goes for a couple of times? Yes. Um, and right. he's... He's going for that uh, from the the ring apron to where the mats have been removed mm-hmm. on the floor, um, and Gargano manages to scramble out of it, uh, drop to the mat, but lands on his feet, and then he he power bombs Champa onto the the exposed floor. It makes um, a great noise. Yeah, and, and we get the chant, uh, "You deserve it," chant. Yeah, yeah. brilliant. Yeah, you don't you don't often hear it that way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was good. Um, we've got both men uh, back in the ring and basically in one corner each and there's the crutch in the middle of the ring um, and they both sort of realise and both go for it to try and get it and they're, they're basically like pay, playing tug of war with this crutch um, and Gargano sort of winning it and uh, then just striking Champa several times and you're watching this thinking... He, he deserves this as well. <laughs> um, but Champa manages to, to backdrop Gargano out of the ring. Um, and then Cha- Champa is reaching for Gargano through the ropes. But uh, Gargano, I've got written that he catches him flush on the head with a crutch and yeah. it makes a great noise as well. Yeah, he cracks him. Yeah. Um, he gets, him, he gets him into the ring and he gets him into his... Gargano escape. I want to say that. They, yeah, that's they, it. It's yeah. called. He's got him in it, and it's looking pretty good. And I think at some points Champa's looking to go for the ropes, but this is an unsanctioned match. Mm-hmm. Um, there is no such thing as, as going for the ropes. So Gargano rolls him back again, and it is looking pretty good. But eventually, that dastardly Champa rakes the eyes. Yeah. Uh, and gets out of it. Yeah. Um, and then he's he's got his own tape that he then goes to choke Gargano with. Uh, I think his own tape that he's maybe removed from his wrist or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're they're both end up with the, a bit of tape and basically keeping each other close to each other with this tape while they're just extreme exchanging strikes. Um, and at class. this point, yeah, and both of them are almost you know at the out on their feet stage, but they're they're still they're still swinging. Um, and Gargano gets some momentum going uh, with the punches, and then Champa just puts him in the balls. Nasty. Yeah. <sighs> and it's at this point, it's almost like uh, Champa just says, "Right, this it's done now. Yeah, I've had enough of this now." Mm-hmm. He whacks him with a crutch on the back, and then he hits him. With, I think his finishing move is called Project Champa. It's like a power bomb, and and then drops him on his knees. Yeah. Um, does he do that from the top rope? The yeah, rope? I think so. Yeah. Um, but unbelievably, Gargano kicks out at like two and three quarters. The crowd are um, eating this up mm-hmm. massively. 
Um, and then it, it sort of turns, turns again. Yeah. Yeah, we've got just just before that, Champa. He's like got Gargano by the face, like he's under his chin, basically like he's holding him up, and he's still like berating him, and they start exchanging like slaps. Uh-huh, that's uh huh. That's right. And then Gargano catches Champa with a a kick, and then a a big clothesline um, lifts Champa onto his shoulders, and uh, but I think it's is it the top top two. Bits of the turnbuckle are both exposed. Yeah. Um, so he, he throws him into the, the exposed turnbuckle. I couldn't tell if he was supposed to hit the top one, but he hits the middle one, which is fine. You know, it still, it still works. It's exposed, eh? Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, and then a, a, a super kick. Um, what about that super kick? Yeah. <laughs> on his, yeah. He's, he's sat on his knees and he, he just he mm-hmm. literally genuinely hits him with a super kick in the yeah. gym. Yeah, it's great, uh, but that's only getting him a two again as well. And I, I, as I'm watching it, I thought that was going to be the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and then right after the the kick out, you've got a big crowd chant of of NXT. Amazing. Um, they're they're both uh, yeah they they both uh, I don't know how we get here, but they both end up on the turnbuckle top rope. And uh, we've got Champa lifting Gargano onto his shoulders, so he's he's going for this move again. Um, Gargano manages to elbow his way out, and then uh, Champa hits him with a. I've written powerbomb backbreaker um, move, yep. which Champa sells his own knee uh, after coming down on that, and yep. Gargano's doing that. He's like squirming in agony, um, but it's a two again. It's a two again. It's oh. unbelievable. <laughs> um, they're both uh, selling massively by this point in the match, and uh, <coughs> excuse me, Champa's up to his feet in the corner. He charges uh, in towards. Uh, he charges in, but Gargano lifts the knee brace that's lying in the ring and smacks Champa's knees with it. Um, Gargano has the crutch uh, and motions to hit Champa with it. Champa's covered up basically at the mercy of Gargano, but he stops. He's not going to do it. They're both by this point looking quite emotional, although even Champa's emotional looks a bit shifty. <laughs> he never, he always just looks like he's, he's up to something. Um, Gargano puts the crutch down, drops to a knee. Um, and we, the, I think the announcer says that about something similar happening the other way around during the cute cruiserweight classic, yep. where um, Champa basically didn't use a weapon and yep. would have won the match but lost the match. Um, so at this point, they're they're just kind of sitting next to each other, and I I, I did allow myself to be drawn in, thinking, is there going to be some kind of reconciliation? Um, really? Yeah, I, I bought it. I, I bought everything that. that they were putting out there for me. But no, there's not. John, Johnny says, nah, I'm not playing that game. <laughs> Didn't he? Yeah. Which I, yeah. I really liked. And he, they played it perfectly as far as timing's concerned because they left yeah. it long enough that you yeah. thought maybe, but not too long, and that you're like, all right, okay, like, sort of get on with it sort of thing. You're mm-hmm. milking it. Yeah. Um, and he slaps him into the most brutal-looking STF you've ever seen in your life, <laughs> using yeah. the neck brace to pull his neck all the way back. Hey, yeah. Knee brace. Yeah. Knee brace. Yeah, it, it, it's really, it looks sore when he's doing that. I'm looking thinking, yeah, because he taps out incredibly quickly, does, yeah. um, selling just how painful that must have been. So, uh, yeah, Gargano's got the win. He is fully back 
in NXT. He's been reinstated. Um, there's a he. He's good at playing the emotion from the positive. You know, he looks emotional having won that match. Um, yeah, I I enjoyed that. There's there were three matches on the card that I was. They're so different, uh, but they're good matches, all of them. Um, and I, I think anyone could watch the show and pick out any of the three matches as their favourite. Because um, I could see this this would have got a lot of people. I think. Yep, yeah, it's got a five star Meltzer rating as well. Oh, so there's two on one show. That's that must be rare. Yeah, I would have thought so. Yeah, I, it's interesting because I think when you think about matches getting five stars, you think of the probably technical, technical matches. But this mm-hmm. was clear storyline. Yeah, uh, storytelling, yeah. which uh, mm-hmm. that was great. It was good. Yeah, um, yeah. This was such a good pick. <laughs> this is like there's. I mean, even I, I quite enjoyed the tag match, um, but there, there's there's three really really good matches on here. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, um, I think it, it. I don't know about you, and like the good shows make you want to watch more of them, or, or certainly you, you mentioned earlier the, the um, good performers make you want to watch some more, and this, this certainly made me want to think what other takeovers could we watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed it. You'd never seen it before. I'd never seen it before. I, I definitely have seen some of the takeover events, but I don't know how I was like picking and choosing what I watched. Yeah. Um, I imagine, you know, where what year are we in here? Twenty eighteen. I was probably thinking I'll watch the WrestleMania, and that's enough wrestling for me for for, <laughs> for a wee while. Um, which is probably a level above where I had been recently, because I don't think I've even watched the last WrestleMania yet. So, yeah. Uh, Triple H will bring me back in. It's fine. Nice. <laughs> Carrying cross. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know how you're you're particularly enthusiastic about uh, him and how he might be presented now. Triple H is at the wheel. Yeah, I like I like him. I liked I liked him in NXT, and I thought it was uh, just another example. I mean, he was built up as this badass with his his wife as the manager. Um, they present them as this. So I asked kicking champion, and then they brought him up in a fucking gimp suit and a skirt, like yeah. a like a shit version of somebody that fell out of demolition. It's just <laughs> really, oh, and he got squashed by Jeff Hardy, I think, when he was NXT champion after oh, like thirty seconds or something. Yeah. Um, so anyway, anyway, what you got for us next? Right. So you know how there was lots of really good wrestling on this. Oh, fuck. <laughs> If you're picking a WCW show, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm I'll not actually. watch it and review it like I always do. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. However, I don't want to give you like any sort of flashbacks here, but I'm going to take us to 1998. <laughs> and I'm, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hold on. It's not a show we've done. It's not. It's not a show we've done. Not uncensored. Ninety-eight. <laughs> no, no. We never got there on this one, and it was one I was quite enthusiastic about yes. at the time. So I have chosen Survivor Series nineteen ninety-eight. Nice. So deadly uh, game. yeah, deadly game. Um, I, I loved it at the time. Um, it's. I imagine a little bit more into storyline that it's going to be good wrestling, but let's see uh, how things go. Um, okay. So yeah, I, it's one of those, you know, I remember it very fondly, but then I was sure everything in 98 was good until we started, you know, watching it. Um, so <laughs> let's, let's, have, let's have a look at the card. 
Do you want to another tournament? Yeah. We've done a lot of tournaments. Yeah. So, yeah. so 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 here we go. First match. I can now I remember this. I think I remember <laughs> little bits of it, and then I see this. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, so it's all every single match, with the exception of two matches are the tournament. Okay. That's incredible. Okay. Yeah. I always thought I'd read that um, Vince hated tournaments. Maybe this is why. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll find out. <laughs> so, uh, forget the dark match. Mankind versus Dwayne Gill. Awesome. Gilberg. Al, Al Snow versus Jeff Jarrett. Steve yep. Austin, Big Boss Man. Stephen Regal, X. Oh, I wonder if that's He's a Man's Man. <laughs> oh, I hope so. <laughs> uh, versus just, X. Pat. Just for the theme tune. Yeah. Brilliant. Ken Shamrock versus Goldust. And the big boss man again versus the rock. All right, let's see what we're doing. Mm. Um, so that's all first round. Yep. Uh, second round, Kane Undertaker. Decent. Mankind Al Snow. I'm going to start giving away who all gets to the semi final <laughs> and final. So stop doing that. We've also got Jizo, a, a, a tag team three way dance. The New Age Outlaws versus D'Lo and Mark Henry versus the Headbangers. What are you doing, oh, Adam? Yes. That's going to be awesome. Is it? Well, <laughs> like, what I'm hoping is that the story is going to carry us through. Cool. <laughs> uh, I apologise in advance. Not at all. I'm looking forward to it. The dark match was the Hardys versus Too Much. Oh, which I would have watched. Oh, that, yeah. I mean, if, if, if I could listen to Jerry Lawler deny that Brian Christopher's <laughs> his son again. I mean, Scotty Too Hotty and Grandmaster Sexy, they, they were they were where it was at for a while. Under, well, this was this was pre, what were they called? Too, 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 too cool. I was going to say too, too cool. sexy. <laughs> quite a provocative tag team name. <laughs> So yeah, this this was pre. So they were just Brian Christopher and Scott Taylor here. Okay. There was no uh, worms on show. Ah, the the worm was over. The worm was massively over. So, okay. <laughs> so the title is uh, vacant at this point. That's why they have this. That's why they have the tournament. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I why, don't know why if was it's. The title vacant? I don't know if it's after. Do you remember when McMahon was trying to get it off Austin and he was giving Undertaker and Kane both title shots? And I think there was a triple threat. And did they both pin Austin? So there was no one champion or something nice. like that. Um, and and then I think I don't know when it happened, but there's definitely a point where one or both of Undertaker and Kane kind of turn on Vince. Um, so I imagine it, it that might be what's happened around here is that uh, yeah they've both pinned him so there was no one champion okay nice fair enough yeah oh well um, excellent I'm just looking to see what sort of overall rating it's got here okay I won't tell you what it's got oh no <laughs> <laughs> awesome <sighs> nah, I am looking forward to that it was uh, like you it was one of the ones that um, got quite fond memories of it. I, I thought you were either going to go SummerSlam or this, so, and I know that you're quite fond of this pay-per-view. So, yeah, let's see if I'm still fond of it in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, I think you will be. <laughs> good, good rock stuff, good mankind stuff, Austin. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fine. Right. It'll be fine. Awesome, yeah. awesome, cool. Well, um, I'm glad you enjoyed NXT. 
Um, I'm disappointed it didn't inspire you to pick someone that's not fucking 1998. But anyway, <laughs> I mean, you know, I've just had a lot going on this week. It was a, uh, it was I didn't pick it until earlier this afternoon. <laughs> so yeah, it's not really an excuse, but yeah, it's all I can come up with right now. I'll look forward to watching it and um, look forward to chatting with you about it in a couple of weeks. Awesome. Until then, let's watch Ron Smackdown every week. Mm. Until then. Mm. Just Smackdown? Mm. Carrying Cross? Mm. Okay, yeah. let's watch little 10 second clips on the internet and judge it based on that. Yeah, you do that and then send me the ones that are good. Cool, okay. Yeah. I shall speak <laughs> to you in two weeks. <laughs> Take it easy. Cheers.